Looking to reach new potential customers? SRD can help. We work with any size business and budget. Plus, our amazing listener base grows every day. For more information on how your business can advertise with us, feel free to send us an email at sportsradiodet at gmail.com. SRD, Detroit's podcasting home. You're listening to a previously recorded episode of Armchair Sports Talk. They may not know everything about sports, but the view from their couch is pretty good. So kick back and enjoy a brew, because you know they already are. Here is Eric Dorsch. They're crazy enough to let me be in charge. Russ Ivanek. Eight out of ten from the judges. Five out of ten from the German judge. And Justin Marcus. Our okay. best defense has been long, hard, and yellow all year long. This is Armchair Sports Talk. All right, welcome into Armchair Sports Talk. As always, I'm your host Eric Dorsch, and I got to get right into it because he has—I I love his little his little line in the opener of the show. But Jay, what are you going to do now that football's over? What's our best defense going to be now that it's not long, hard, and yellow? Uh, an invisible defensive core that we don't have. So, ghost. Okay. All right, go with ghost. Ghosts. We're going to go with ghosts. Okay. That's fair. And, uh, Russ, you, you decided to go perfect down the middle. There's no sport indicating, but uh, 9 out of 10 from the German judge. What would they give the Pistons so far in this little trade deadline scenario where we've reached? Uh, a one-way ticket out of town. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, that's Russ Ivanak and Justin Marcus. Guys, we appreciate you being on the show today. Got a lot to talk about. We're going to, you know, now that football's over, we're going to start talking uh, Pistons basketball, Red Wings hockey, and it just so happens there's some trades, a little bit of trade deadline coming for both. So uh, we're definitely going to address that. Uh, this is uh, this is a crazy time. Pistons trade two guys who I personally thought were not going anywhere for this team. I mean, I guess when you're the Pistons and you're playing the way you are, nobody's really safe. That's I mean, that's probably fair to say. No one's really safe. But, yeah. I mean, when you're a sub-500 team, it just you you got to do anything you can to succeed. So we trade Reggie Bullock to the Los Angeles Lakers for a guy whose name I'm not even going to attempt. Oh no, give it a shot. Nope, I'm not even going to do it. Do it. Not Mi- a chance. Miatislav. Miatislav. Skukabaga Bukahababa. Oh, Mikhail. What? Oh, I, that's right. I was looking at the wrong side. Yeah, Mika Kelly. Okay, I got that. But yeah, he has a. They. I like the abbreviation. Sfi. Let's just go with yep. that. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Sfi. Yep. Guy, uh, guy was a uh, second-round pick out of Kansas this year. Uh, apparently, he's a pretty decent shooter, so, okay, I see what you're doing. You're spacing the floor a little bit. That's good. And then the other one, we trade uh, – why am I blanking on this guy's name? Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson. Yeah, I'm there. Stanley Johnson to the Milwaukee Bucks for a really, really tall dude. That's it. That's all I can do for you there. <laughs> the problem is these people have names that are not like Bob and Joe and Steve. Bond Maker. Yeah. Bond. Seven one guy, big guy. That's what we need. But the <laughs> the reason that I bring this up, one, because it's the Pistons, but two, when you look at these two trades, not real blockbuster moves, not really anything that would make you go, okay, I see where they're going here. Except for when you see them get a seven foot one guy. Do you start kind of wondering, hmm, maybe there's this guy who we already have who's that tall, who's supposed to be one of our best players, 
who might not be here after the trade deadline's over. Russ, would you be at all surprised after Gore has said he's already shot down multiple trades for Andre Drummond? Would you be surprised if the Pistons take a chance and try to get something big and trade away Andre Drummond before the trade deadline? So if, if a sane person's running this organization, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, he doesn't fit next to Blake Griffin, and they've already committed Blake Griffin is their guy. He's the focal point of this offense. Absolutely. Uh, um, but given Gores' comments, I would be a little surprised that he would be either talking out of both sides of his mouth or was convinced otherwise that he uh, he couldn't hang on to Drummond anymore. It's It feels like the kind of bad management that keeps a team you know right around an eight seed in the East, which is, hey, we see it everywhere. <laughs> uh, but I, I do like the move for Thon Maker, though, as a potential Andre Drummond replacement in a rebuilding team because this is a guy that can actually stretch the floor a little more. He has the skill set to you know, take a few steps away from the basket that Drummond doesn't necessarily. And, and hey, maybe there's some pre-throw attempts in there that don't look quite as awkward. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, Justin, I mean, if you're <clears> – <throat> excuse me, if you're – Gora, you're a guy who's clearly mismanaged this team over the last couple of years because when you took it over, it was at least somewhat of an Eastern Conference contender. But if you're him, is outside from obviously Blake, we can agree that Blake's pretty much, he's the franchise, he's locked in. Is there anybody else on this team who you can honestly say your spot on this roster is safe right now? Uh, Man. I just I, I think because what they paid Griffin, I don't think they can really move him. I don't know if there's a market out there for him. Um, I think he's got two more years off of his deal, so he's he's probably safe. But um, I also am worried with the comments that uh, he's made that he doesn't mind jumping into the luxury tax and paying. It. We don't have any luxuries on our team, let alone affording a luxury tax. So I'm I am worried because in in his eyes. No one's probably safe because if he's going to make comments that he'll pay a luxury tax, he'll probably move anyone he wants. So I, I, if, but if I had to pick, it had to be Griffin just based upon his contract. He's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. He's the focal point of the team now. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so in, in doing this, we got to do a little breakdown here. The first trade, obviously, was last night. Reggie Bullock, the sixth-year guard uh, for Spy. I'm what I'm calling him. I'm not trying at this name, guys. This We've seen me blunder a lot. I still can't pronounce that dude. You, <laughs> that dude you guys want for the Red Wings now, Kobo Kababuka, Hagabuka, whatever. Oh God, Capo <laughs> Cabo or whatever his name is. Oh my God, dude, not the freaking Copa Cabana. Copa, yeah, that, that's his new name, Copa Cabana. That's how you're gonna know who I'm talking about. Oh Ka- what is what's the dude's name? Capo. Capo. Caco. Caco. Say that three times now, Eric. Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Hey, we've made it. God, God bless you. I went to broadcasting <laughs> school. I am capable of articulating. Anyway, <laughs> like every Bull- day, or was it just a visit? I went. I, <laughs> I, I audited a class, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> all right, so Reggie Bullock for. <laughs> it's not that funny, uh, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it was Reggie Bullock for uh, for Spy and a second round pick. Now, when you look at it, I, I this is a question I really I, I want to ask. Both teams are not great. Lakers need all the help wherever they can get the help. So, uh, Russ, asking you first, when you look at the numbers here, who won this trade? Reggie Bullock, 12, 12 points, two and a half assists, almost three rebounds over the last 44 games. But, we, I mean, so we trade away a guy who contributed in the points area. But, on the other side, we get that second round pick, but you look, you get a guy who 
honestly only averaged three. 3.3 points in 10 minutes for the Lakers this season. So you're not getting a lot of point usage. I mean, the guy only played 10 minutes, but at the same time, it means he you know, only was averaging a three-pointer in the 10, 10 minutes. So you take away scoring where there's potential for scoring in the pick. If you're looking at this totally objectively, who wins this, this trade? Well, I, I think objectively it's the Lakers. And, but, but stop me if you've heard this. A LeBron team is trying to grab a veteran shooter at the trade deadline. Only always. Doesn't, so this, doesn't sound maybe, no. yeah, We might have uh, been able to see this one coming, but the return's kind of underwhelming. I mean, he's supposed to be a, a nimble shooting guard that can shoot from three, and he's, he's shot well from three in every level that he's played at before the NBA, but yep. he's shooting 32% this year. And that's not going to cut it. That's going to keep him as the middle of ro- middle of the rotation guy that he is. That plus a second round pick, which is almost useless. If it's, I mean, because it's the Lakers, so it's going to be later in the second round. That doesn't hold a lot of value. The, the difference between that guy and an unsigned guy really isn't all that much. So, yes, Reggie Bullock was on an expiring deal, um, but the NBA is a league where the cap space is weaponized constantly so you had an expiring deal and you gave them away for parts maybe yeah uh, i i think the lakers won this one okay jay as a as a objective person here where who are you giving the win to when it comes to this trade did the pistons do enough to help themselves or did we kind of give away a little bit in hopes of a better return down the road i honestly <clears throat> i couldn't tell you one way or another so i'm just trying to think about it towards the money so if we saved money in any way, I'd say we got the better part of the trade. Um, I just, you know, it, it's so hard for me to invest that deeply into the Pistons right now with where they're at and the mismanagement. So I, I hope it came out, you know, better for the Pistons financially. So from that perspective, that's all I got. Okay, that's fair. Um, as for the other trade, uh, I was never a big fan of Stanley Johnson. I kind of thought he was someone that never really fit, isn't going to be a, a superstar in the NBA. That small forward position is definitely somewhere we need to solidify with a guy that is going to be a lot more permanent. And obviously a seven foot one center is not that, but it gives you some depth, you know, down below the basket. So in that one, I'm completely fine with that trade. Having not known a lot about uh, Thon, I'm completely fine with Stanley Johnson going away. Not a big fan of him. Very happy. The trade I find interesting because as I'm looking at the trades and all that, what uh, the trade right below the uh, Bullock to the Lakers was, um, it, it says the 76ers and the LA Clippers made this trade. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this the Pistons leftovers from the Blake Griffin trade to the 76ers. That's what I'm gonna call it because Tobias Harris and uh, Boban Marjanovic were both parts of the Blake Griffin trade, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it that. But in making that trade, Russ. Safe to say that adding those two pieces makes the 76ers the main contender now for the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Tobias Harris, is, he, he goes from underrated to when people pay attention to him, suddenly overrated constantly. But the, but the guy's a quality starter when he doesn't have to be the guy. And when you've got Embiid and Simmons on your team and, and Jimmy Butler, he doesn't have to be the guy. That's a packed full lineup that they have there and it's going to be tough for anyone to get there what is is Kyrie and the, and the uh, Boston youngsters going to get through them when 
geez, there's a talk every day of Kyrie leaving Boston at the, at the end of the year. I, I don't, I don't see who else I can, I can objectively put above them. Just if we're talking probabilities. Okay, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> now, honestly, you want to believe there's something, but the last question, and this is for both of you, because this is one I feel like when the, the little bit we have talked basketball, this has been someone we've brought up as a detriment. If you're the Pistons, can you consider this a successful trade deadline, Justin, if at the end of it, uh, wow, you know, I really have to stop asking questions when I can't remember the name of the person I want to talk about. Yeah. No. Think first, can you? then talk. <laughs> no, I have it. I had it. I literally, I almost said the name of the guy he reminds me of, and that would have been bad. Can you honestly say this is a successful trade deadline if Reggie Jackson is still on this basketball team Ooh. when it's all said and done, Jay? Well, I mean, from what I've been understanding is that this is supposed to be, um, oh, man, I'm forgetting what his name is. Who's the who's the point guy that's supposed to take over? Henry Ellison? Is that it? No, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name, though. I know who you're talking about. Uh, wow, what, what are we doing today? We're just losing names left and right. We're not, any, we're not anywhere with this. Uh, I, yeah, okay, so it's supposed to be that guy. You, you keep going, and I'll, I'll find Yeah, I mean, if, if, if we're not winning a championship this year, and we're definitely, if we make a run into the, the postseason, we'll just quickly turn around and go back home. So I, just, I think the short-term goals versus the long-term goals, long-term wins right now. So if any move that we make, and I know I'm just speaking conceptually, but if any move that we make helps us out for the long term, sign me up for it. Because if you break it down to, you know, question one, are we winning the championship? No? Great. Two. Question two. Go back to question one. We're not going to win. So anything that sets up for the long term, I'm all about it. So if moving that other piece helps us out, do it. Press the button, pack the bag, and go. Okay. Are you thinking Luke Kennard? That's what I'm thinking. Thank you. Right. He is he, not a point guard. He's a shooting guard. But no, but I, I, I am with you. This, no, no, I am with you though. They have said that that's who they're they're putting their chips with in the way of guard play. They want to start building around Luke Kennard because he's an actual proven shooter, which is what you need. So Jay wasn't off there, but yes, the problem is it's very easy to get confused with that because Reggie Jackson shoots way too much for a point guard. So, but so I, I'm with you on that, Jay. No, I, I, as soon as you said Ellison, I, I, I knew who you were talking about. I just, I couldn't remember if we had another point guard other than, uh, th- another white point guard because we don't. Uh, I, I'm not going to call uh, Jose Calderon a white guy. He's, he's just not. He's a scary individual that doesn't need to be on this team anymore. Uh, Jay or not Jay, Russ. Same question. Can this be considered a successful trade deadline? Because in my opinion, it can't. Reggie Jackson is the one piece of this team that needs to go because it's the piece that is definitely not helping us in the way. We don't we don't have team play when he's playing. We have a ball hog who occasionally will pass the ball when he has nothing else to do. I I will call it a success if and only if one of Drummond or Jackson are gone. Okay. Because I, I don't know that you can pull off both, and I'd be happy with either because they both cause problems as far as the, the fit of the team in for different reasons. Yes, Reggie Jackson doesn't fit the point guard mold, and no one really does. So we have this ball-dominant Blake Griffin really running the whole offense, and the team assist rates are at the bottom of the league for a reason. Um, but Andre Drummond, on the other hand, is killing the floor spacing with Blake Griffin, and they take up a lot of the same spaces. We don't have a stretch five, which is where the NBA is right now. You, you need a guy that can play out by the perimeter. Yeah. So... Can it be a success without trading him? Sure, but it's contingent on making another block, blockbuster deal and 
and that's how we get to a championship. <laughs> you you got to blow it up a little bit. I, I get you can't do it completely because you're not trading Blake, but there's going to be a bad enough team to get some get some good draft capital. Oh, anyways, so dig it a little further, get some futures for either Reggie or Andre. Yeah. Okay. Uh my last two things, one one's going to be a simple yes or no, so we'll end it with that. But before I do, there's been one big, what I will call a big blockbuster trade since all this has started. And I, I we, we were communicating during it, and I said this, this whole process from announcing he's not happy to being on a different team appeared to only take place in about an hour. Seemed to go from beginning to end very fast. That is Nick's forward, Christos Porzingis, traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And he was traded to them with Michigan's former backcourt, Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway, uh, and Courtney Lee in exchange for DeAndre Jordan, the center, Wesley Matthews, and Dennis Smith Jr., a guy who we've talked about on the show before because for a while he was in conversation to potentially be coming to Detroit. Uh, this one's pretty pretty obvious. The Dallas definitely got better. But the, the reason I ask, uh, I'm bringing it up, is for that simple yes or no. If a guy like that, a once-in-a-lifetime player who Dallas is now more than happy to have because now they've got two very top-tier young talents on this team, if a guy like that, can a deal can be made, yes or no, Russ or, or Jay, when this trade deadline's over, is Anthony Davis on another basketball team? Oh, that's loaded. I mean... It's loaded, but it's a fair question to ask because we've said on the oh, show yeah. before there's more than enough reasons for the Pelicans to just not pick up the phone and let this trade deadline come and go. And there's more than enough reasons to say, you know what? We might want to capitalize on the return because if we keep him and, God forbid, a, a month from now he shreds everything in his knee, you're not getting that same return. So it's that, right. it's that gamble or you know, risk, you know, and risk no payoff kind of thing. I'm I'm just going to go with yes, um, simply because it's all about the players in the NBA. They can control where they go, what they want to do, what gets out there, what doesn't get out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they they get to control the narrative and the message. So, um, you know, if if a dude who I mean, what was it, ACL for Chris Stapps? Like, I, if a dude who's on, you know, he he hurt himself and he got traded. Yeah. Um, AD could probably get away with the same thing this year. So I'll I'll say yes on it. Okay, that's fair. Russ, same loaded question: Is is Davis on another squad, or is he wearing a Pelicans jersey till the end of this season? I think he is going to end up wearing a Pelicans jersey for the rest of the season. Whether or not he plays very much of it will remain to be seen. But do I want him to get traded? Oh yes, the Kristaps Porzingis trade is like number one reason why I point to. Hey, pay attention to the NBA, even if you don't like the fact that, hey, the finals is going to be like two of three teams most years. Because this crazy stuff just happens all the time. And it is is so fun as a team because the Knicks decide, hey, we got a talented guy. Mm, We'd rather the cap space because we think we're a desirable spot. And there's a couple free agents coming up soon that we want to take swing at. I get that stuff. The L.A. offered, what, like two-thirds of their roster to the Pelicans? Mm-hmm. And the price is only going to go up, and they're going to keep holding on to him. He has another year on his deal after this year. So he's, he's technically signed from to uh, 2021, but he has a player option for that last deal. Yeah. So they are not losing him at the end of the offseason. They have all offseason to drive that price up and actually get a legitimate elite young piece 
to to do something with right whereas like Lonzo and Kuzma like they're they're pieces and if you want to be like kind of relevant and like a five to eight seed then sure make that trade and that's where you'll be for a while but if you want to try and win championship you got to try and get an elite elite return for what is a very elite player I don't think that gets done now because I don't think there's enough teams that are willing to make that deal mid-season. Do I hope I'm wrong? Oh, God, I hope I'm brew wrong. I hope they do it tomorrow. That'd be so much fun. Um, yeah. But it, it feels like a draft. Oh, somewhere between the end of the season and the draft, they really shake things up and change a franchise's future. Yeah. But like, and to, to give a comparison, the way you're saying it of what the what LA has thrown at them and tried to get, they're pieces, but they're mm-hmm. not. It, it's almost like the compromise of saying Connor McDavid doesn't want to play in Edmonton anymore, so mm-hmm. we we throw out the offer of hey, we'll give you Danny DeKaiser and Jonathan Erickson if you give us Connor McDavid. Something well, doesn't yeah, add up. They're all players. Like Nyquist and our third round pick and Jimmy's on an expiring deal, so yeah, we'll throw him in and we'll, we'll take Lucci's contract back. You know, yeah. hey, that'll help you out. Like, no, it's. Not good enough. Yeah, it, it's you like it's throwing something. it's throwing everything that's in the garbage disposal at him and seeing if it sticks. So I, I get it. I do. Uh, me personally, I, I they're both both are you know legitimate arguments and both are fair to say. I personally think that uh, that yeah, I almost stayed with the McDavid conversation. I personally think that Davis is wearing a Pelicans jersey at the end of this year. But I will say I think he is no longer a Pelican by the NBA draft. I think. Once the draft, once the season's over, those offers are still going to come, and you're going to actually know these first round picks I'm getting offered. You're going to actually know where they are. You're going to know mm-hmm. what you have. So you can go from being a team that's already probably in lottery contention to a team that's going to have a lottery pick and then a middle first round. If you're the Lakers, because the Lakers, while they're terrible, they're still going to somehow get into the playoffs in a very weird way. And uh, you know, cont- they're going to. It's LeBron. LeBron's going to turn it on in the postseason, and they're going to at least make a run for it. So you're going to know where these picks are and you can kind of start thinking, okay, so I can draft this guy and I can draft this guy. That to me seems fair to lose Davis and pick up a couple pieces. So I think he's on a team, but I think by the trade, Anthony Davis will be with another team and that's just how it's going to be. Um, I want to stay with trades, but we're going to go to a different sport. Brought up hockey, you know, talking about Connor McDavid. So let's continue talking about hockey. Trade's been pretty crazy in the NHL today. Since I have been more than willing to admit I know not as much about hockey as you guys do, I'm going to turn it over. We've let him host the show once before, Russ. We've let you host the show, Russ. We're going to change it up. We're going to let Justin host this podcast for the first time, and he's going to take us through the NHL trades. Jay, all right. it's all yours, man. I did not. I did not come prepared for this honor. Okay, I don't. I don't like. No, 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 no. I don't like where this is going. Stop it! I can't. I just can't let go. No, okay. no. Get out. Get out of my way. <laughs> okay, so let's. Um, I definitely want to start locally with the Wings. Um, yep. I think they're in an interesting place. And then I guess we can just spitball with different teams, different players that uh, maybe all of us are looking forward to seeing what happens. I don't know about you guys, and I know you know this about me, but I shut my whole damn world down when it's trade deadline. I. I'm illegally tapping into the TSN feed going across the borders to see what they're saying because they dive deeper into it. And I'm obsessed with the trade deadline for NHL. So mm-hmm. um, we could definitely spitball about it. Um, staying local, Red Wings, I personally feel that they're in a very unique position this year. Um, we're bottom in the league. We'll probably end up being bottom in the league. And uh, Russ, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have six UFAs that are pending for next year something in that ballpark i'd have to look it up 
Um, okay. So Give I, me a I, second that I, can... I, yeah, for sure. I, I know for sure we got Cronwall, we got Gustafson, and we got Howard. And like, you, I don't know about you guys, you, but those are the first three players I want off our team, like immediately before March comes rolling around. You are exactly right. It is six. All right, cool. Yeah, they. It, I, Russ, I don't know where where are you at because I I want I want Howard gone. I don't. We're not winning a cup with Howard, and I know I go okay. Look at player. Are we going to win a cup with him? That can't always be the formula. But I also don't believe that Howard and re-upping him and giving him a long-term contract would be wise for the Wings going into next season. No, I, I don't think it's wise for a 34-year-old goalie who's having a, an up year, really. It took Because when players have an up year going into a contract year, they tend to be overpaid. And the last thing you want to do is overpay for a guy entering the twilight of his career. Has Jimmy been solid for the Wings? Yes. I was I was happy to see him in the All-Star game, and I wish him all the best. You know what would be the best for him? Get him on a contender. Get him on a team that he can take one last shot at the Cup. I, I would love it. Um, some other guys, though, I don't think Cronwell's going anywhere. Uh, we'll touch back up on him. Nyquist is probably our biggest trade chip, though, and I'm very, very interested in where he could go. Some team looking for a little more offensive po- firepower. I, I can see that. There's always something like that. Uh, hey, Vegas, you want to give us, you know, a whole bunch of picks again? That was fun. Let's do that again. <laughs> um, but jumping back to Cronwall, I, I guess where are you on him, and where are you with the rumors that there's an extension in the works for him? Okay, so first of all, you just ruined my evening by telling me there's an extension. I had no idea that that's out there. Just um, a rumor right now that, that Holland is already talking to Cronwall about the extension. See, so... Uh, no, because I, I want him gone. I, I want him. To, I think he's got a no trade clause, which that you know that gets passed by like Andy in our organization. Yeah, um, and Holland negotiated it. Of course, he has a no trade. Yeah, come to Detroit, no trade clause, and then we'll talk about the salary. Uh-huh. Um, I want him gone. I want him to lift the the NTC, and I want him to. You know what? He, he would be like the good feel story. I would love for him to end up with you know go to Calgary. I mean, they they have a great you know top four over there on defense, but. Go to a team where you get to be that depth guy and go to a conference championship. And if he got that in his last year, uh, you know, with us, and maybe he re up somewhere else, fine. But not not here. Like I'm, I I, I hate the days of when I was watching Chelios and Malpe and uh, Murphy, and they just rode the third and fourth line in their retirement. And like we don't have time for that anymore. You got to be quick. So I want I want him gone. Um, Eric, what what do you, what do you think about uh, Cromwell? Um, we all know I like Cronwall from the like aggressive standpoint, but I, I I'm with you guys. Uh, I would love to see him get to a, a team that's gonna has a chance. You know, him and Jimmy, they're they're they were great pieces for us at one point. They have served their purpose, and are you know it's time to move on. It's like like we said, we're like with Chelios, where you're holding on to the remnants of those early successful teams. A little too long. They're great players. I loved having them. You know, everybody loved watching Cronwell lay people out. Jimmy was a great goalie for us for a little while there. At one point, he was one of the top goalies. Got you know, he was there for a cup. It's time to step away. Get him on teams where they have one more chance. Maybe Jimmy has a chance as a backup goaltender. Cronwall, uh, like you said, is a you know a, a experienced veteran piece that's not going to play as much. Let him get one more chance to take a cup uh, run at the cup. As for Nyquist. Uh, I have never been a huge fan of Nyquist. I said it uh, when we first started the show. 
because he was actually still on the team at the time. I said that I personally thought when you looked at the two, because they were our two young talents at the time, I saw more potential in Tatar than I did in Nyquist. So Nyquist has been a good player. Uh, I would be totally fine if you found out if we found out that he was no longer a member of the Red Wings, was moving on. The thing is, there's enough talent there that if you're going to get rid of him, you need to get the return that makes the most sense. I, I want to see a blue liner. Uh, I, I You guys know better than I. I personally think he can at least draw maybe a second-line blue liner in the trade. Is that fair to say, or am I, is that a little bit of a reach? No, if if you're going one for one, you can probably do that. Well, uh, if you're I, going I think, one for one, that's what I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you're going one for one, I want that return. I I don't need you to tell me we traded Nyquist for some you know second or third line forward. That doesn't make sense to me. We've got enough young offensive talent. Apparently, there's rumor that we have enough of it. I want to see us start going for the pieces. And I've said this all year. I want to start going for the pieces that we don't have. I want that that. Sec or first or second line blue liner. Obviously, I don't think he pulls a first liner. Maybe second line uh, defenseman. I want something like that where I, we can afford to lose what he's what he brings to the team because the return is more beneficial in other areas where we need that benefit. That's where I stand you with know, those guys. The the one team that comes to mind, Eric, that might fit that mold that you're building, yeah, um, is Minnesota and what happened to them today. They they lost like the most reliable Finn to probably ever play hockey in Miku Koivu. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not the big flashy name. He's not selling jerseys or anything like that, no. but he's a, he's a huge, huge, huge piece for Minnesota yeah. and them getting like a gust boost on Nyquist, it's not going to fix it completely, but you know, I, I would love to see that happen. Have him get shipped out to Mini and then pick up something on the blue line. Yeah, that's fair. But then, all right, so that's fair. Now give me the name though. Like who who from uh, Minnesota on that blue line is going to be enough of a return? I, I mean, you're not, personally you're not don't want anyone off his roster. What's that? I personally, I wouldn't want anyone off the roster. Exactly. I'm trying to get prospects or picks from them. I, I don't want to. I don't want a one for one for you know a similar aged player. No. Build for the future. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I, and I'm not saying, uh, Jay, what you said was right. Like that, there's a position there for him. That's a, probably a good market to go to. The problem is, I I don't want to help some other team. I want this trade to be something where, at the end of the day, when I open up the, you know, my my Twitter or I open up, uh, you know, NHL.com and I read about it, I want to go. You know what? I like that trade. That's a trade that I feel like benefited us. I want to win that trade. And as Russ said, there's not really anybody on Minnesota that I would want. Now, off the top of my head, I can't really say, oh, I want to go after this person or I want to go after this person because, to be fair, almost everybody's name that comes to mind is someone we could never draw for Nyquist. It, you know, it's it's tough to say a second liner because when you're thinking about the defenseman you want, most of them are P.K. Subban and Eric Carlson and Brett Burns, guys who we can't get here just trading Nyquist. Yeah, so, no, and, and I agree, and I think you guys have it right that you know, if, if you're the Red Wings, you're at the trade deadline, you want future assets, not current assets. Yeah. Um, if it had to be a current asset, I mean, just you know, glossing over this roster, Matt Dumba is a name that I'd love to see. Um, he's young. He's 24 years old. Um, right I would love shot. to put some more. What's up? Right shot, too. Yeah. No, and, and he, he fits the mold. He's like the rest of the saying, too. Um, I would love to see that, but. You know, the more I think about it, I think you guys are onto something there. One for one at this point in time, I that's that's not in our best interest, really. I don't know, but we'll we'll see what they got. But you know, Cronwall, Howard, 
Nyquist. Um, I think they're all assets that we can easily part ways with. Um, to me, it would be a, you know a affirmation that they're committing to tanking. And the last piece for wings before we go more locally, um, I've mentioned this in our text thread before. I'm I am concerned about moves being made right now yeah. because of I want Steve Eiserman touching them. I don't want the guy who's leaving setting the match on fire and walking away. So, um, I mean, we're probably all going to agree to it, but, you know, I hope there's some, like, backdoor meetings going on where Eisenman's touching some of this stuff. No, I, I'm with you on that. I actually, like, let's listen. Col- or Holland, he, he's, he's won games for us in the moves he's made. Uh, he did a lot of it very early on in the 90s and, you know, early 2000s. But I, I'm with you that if 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 Stevie's coming, if Stevie has any connection to this team, I want to know that every single move made, whether it's sending a guy to Grand Rapids, trading a guy down there, I want to know that every single move, Steve had something to say about it. Because, like you said, I don't want Holland going, well, I'm out of here. Hey, anybody want, uh, you know, anybody want uh, Zidana? Anybody want, you know, everybody we have on our team? And uh, we'll we'll just take whoever you want to give us. I want to know that there was, you know, strategy involved and that Eiserman knew what was happening because, like, he's the future if he's coming. I don't want Holland screwing that future up any more than he already has. <laughs> very, very solid. Russ, you, you are the same elk as everyone else. Yeah, and I'll actually throw on some comments from Holland that might actually reassure you guys a little bit. He was talking about having only a year left on his contract and yep. kind of addressing some of the rumors that are swirling out there. And he basically said, I've got to make sure that I do what's right. I don't know what the future is going to bring. I don't want to overstay. You never want to overstay. That sounds a lot like someone that isn't going to burn the house down on his way out, but definitely knows he's on his way out. Like never wanting to overstay. I don't think anyone brought, I don't think anyone in that interview brought up, you know, Hey, are people, are people effing sick of you being around here? Like, no, he brought it up on his own because he knows we're coming to the end of the road. So, I'm looking for him to start piling up future assets, especially draft picks, and hand off the keys to God. I hope Stevie, but I, I don't think party. I, I feel like you have to. I, if you're Holland, though, I mean, you've lived in the city long enough. You know when like approval's high. You know when approval's low. If you're mm-hmm. if you're Holland, even if you're just the most unaware person on the planet, you have to know that you're you're you've kind of. I don't want to say worn out your welcome, but that's the best way I can say it. You've kind of worn out your welcome here. That untouchable scenario you had in the in the late 90s, early 2000s, probably all the way up till about 2010, you don't have that anymore. It's you you you've you've done enough wrong over the last 10 years that I don't we don't see a comeback. It's almost reached that point where you've you've done enough to break this marriage up. There's probably no salvaging it. We might as well just go our separate ways, live our best life in a different direction, and that's where it is with Holland. I, I if he has to know that he's done enough to to have totally not tarnished his reputation here. He'll always be the guy who built, you know, a very very successful or rebuilt a successful NHL franchise. But you've done enough over the last ten years to take us from top of the mountain. Everybody loved Detroit. Every year we were, you know, you couldn't take our name out of the contention to now, you know, we're, we're lottery pick city. So I just think he, he has to know his time's up. 
fingers crossed he spent enough time in Detroit that he's got enough love for us not to burn the place down before he goes. Well, you never want to overstay. I try to overstay at your guys' houses all the time, and then you kick me the hell out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the message. What we message? Have Did you send me something? No. <laughs> I mean, occasionally, yeah, I send you the text that, like, hey, didn't you leave the oven on at home? <laughs> Maybe that's what Stevie's sending Ken Holland when they're talking about these picks that they're going to make, or that's these funny. trades they're going to make, rather. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, I heard speaking... your... What's that? So speaking of Ken, speaking of Ken, let's do one more quick thing. Okay. I'm going to list off a couple players that um, have been the targeted pieces around the NHL that are probably going to find new homes. If okay. you're Ken Holland and you're not overstaying your welcome and you want to do the right thing, any of these guys jump up at you as pieces to grab now for the future. All right. All right. The table set. Um, Bobrovsky from the Blues. Zuccarello from the Rangers. Um, Edmonton's got a weird goalie situation with Talbot. And Nico Kapanen, I think it is. I forgot the Kozinskin, something like that. Thank you. Yes, him. Um, so they got some issues over there. Um, Wayne Simmons from Philly, Jeff Carter and Haglin from L.A., and then um, Silverberg from the Ducks, and then over in Ottawa, you got Duchesne and his disdain for management <laughs> over there. So, uh, Russ, let's start with you. Any of those names jumping up as a piece for the future? Absolutely not. Uh, you want to start talking about <laughs> A little further down, like maybe Andre Burakovsky that you can uh, buy low on. Hey, maybe get him as part of a package or something with a couple picks. Probably end up being mid-round at best. But I, I will say I would be interested on jumping in on the Bobrovsky trade because Columbus is right in the thick of things and making the playoffs. They want to get something for Bobrovsky. I'm not saying the Wings go and get him. I'm saying the Wings tag on as a third team to give Jimmy to Columbus so that they're not left out in the dark and can still contend for a playoff spot. That's something that I'd like to see them. If we're talking about the top the uh, top trade available, I'd like to see them get involved that way. That's, that's actually not that bad. If you look at everything else, so it's the middle line players. You've got Wayne, who moves the needle big time. Duchesne, I don't know if I want to go for the, the retread with him. Um, I'm, I'm kind of the same elk with you with Bob. Um, give us that future goalie because I don't think we've got one in our system. Um, but Eric, where where do you land on it? Uh, I I'm right with Russ. Uh, I like the idea for Bobrovsky. Uh, I would be fine with that. I think <clears throat> I do think it's going to have to be a three team trade because I don't know that we have enough just one on one to oh god no pull Bobrovsky off that team and still have any form of you know ability to say we're going to contend for anything next year. Uh, it's going to take a lot to get him. Uh, just looking at it real quick, Russ. By the way, uh, Wayne Simmons told me to smack you in the face for everything he's done to you, or done for you over the last few years. I, I straight up love Wayne Simmons as a player. He's smack you in the face. I would not <laughs> waste his time on this Detroit team. Oh, I, I don't want him either. I just Wayne Simmons. When you mentioned that name, Jay, my first thought was, well, Russ has to say something about him. So. I would love to see him go to like Nashville or somewhere that needs help on the power play. Oh, That'd be yeah. a great fit. For Absolutely. Him. Um, I, I tried to catch all the names. I don't want anything to do with Talbot. I, I'm 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 fine. Thank you for offering. That's lovely. Yeah. Once you've been to Edmonton, I'm good. I'm fine. That's okay. You're 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 tainted now. So go away. Um, the only other guy that of the names you mentioned, Jay, it, it stuck out to me, and I'm looking at his stats just because. Uh, Russ didn't seem too keen to want him, and I don't know where you stand with wanting him, Jay. Uh, I actually wouldn't be too upset with uh, Matt Duchesne. I wouldn't. 21 goals, 27 assists, 
uh, you know, almost 50 points uh, on a very, very bad hockey team. Uh, he's still, to me, an offensive talent, and I, I actually would be just fine with seeing us go after him. Now, the thing is, you want to, and this is, <laughs> I'm assuming here, so everybody calm, you want to assume Ottawa knows that they have at least some, you know, weight to pull when they have this guy that they can off, they can ask for quite a bit. So what worries me is what we would have to give up in return to get Duchesne. But then I remembered it's Ottawa, so we could probably give them anyone and they'd be stupid enough to say okay. So it's like it's like when you have that little it's like when you have that little sibling and you say I'll give you like a nickel for a dime because they think the nickel's more because it's bigger. You want to assume they're dumb enough to fall for that, but I don't know. But I of those guys, Duchesne would be the one I wouldn't be too upset if I found out we were going after. But 100%, I would love to hear that Bobrovsky is a possibility for the Red Wings to acquire. I and mean, that's where I would be with that. Okay. Just yeah. to clarify. And I don't know how you I, – I just you mentioned the name. I don't know how Zuccarello – it all sounds appealing to anyone. That's just me. But, uh, I mean, what do we know? I'm a crazy person, so – uh, Ross, what were you saying, just to clarify? Yeah, just to clarify, I wasn't saying Bobrovsky to the Wings. I was saying the Wings would tack on as a third team to send Jimmy to Columbus, and then I they know. would pick up the scraps of everyone else. No, I want Bobrovsky. I don't care oh. about anything else. No, thank oh, God, you. You, you. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Duchesne point is very valid. I'm just a little worried because he left right before, you know, McKinnon basically and Landis got and took over that team. Yeah. Um, Duchesne plays with another guy on his team by the name of Bobby Ryan, and I think they're just identical twins with different names because they both seem to have the same career path. Um, yeah. But, you know. Okay. I, he, I, I, I used to like Bobby Ryan. I, I, I'm not as big a fan as I was. I, I don't see that, to be fair. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I still see enough potential in Duchesne that if he can get out of there and get into a, a somewhat functioning franchise and a better condition, I could see him flourishing again and having some success. Well, that that well, would be my way of saying it. Let's not forget, though, that Ottawa was so against trading within their division that San Jose was able to launder Mike Hoffman to the Panthers for free and pick up extra stuff. Yeah, like that, I, I really doubt Ottawa would try and trade with Detroit. You never know. You never know. But again, this is hypothetical. We don't even know if lines of communication are even remotely open for that. It's just, it's all speculation. Well, we got their captain that one year. We got Alfredson. So I guess anything is possible. Maybe we throw in a free like (laughs) Lyft or Uber promo code or something and they're uh, they're happy as shit. Yeah, with with a camera blocker or something. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. But, Jay, what about you? you? You mentioned these names. Is there anyone on this laundry list you gave us that you would ever want to see the Red Wings take a chance at? Uh, I'm interested in Hagelin just because of his top-end speed. Okay. I mean, he he was a terror for Rangers. Um, I loved him on Pittsburgh. Um, now he's with L.A. God rest in peace your career when you go over there, apparently. Um, <laughs> Cole Chuck. Um, I, I would love to see Hagelin come back home. He played for Michigan, so, of course, that, that plays to the city and being a Michigan-born player, or at least a Michigan player. Um, love to see the speed, I and mean, he's got it. And put him on the wing, let him fly. So um, that's that's all I got for us, and pretty much around the NHL. That's great, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Marcus just hosted a segment of this podcast, and he did all right. He did Atta a good boy. job. Yeah, good for you, buddy. We're not going to ever let you have that responsibility again, but you can say you did it one time. That's fair. It's a wise move. I was I was in a good mood today. It was very wise of you. Yeah. No, this. Always fun talking this way. I honestly miss talking hockey a little bit because 
Hockey to me is the one that kind of keeps me on edge because it's not one that I'm as familiar with as you guys are. So I really got to kind of, I got to look ahead of time and find the things that I need to know because otherwise I could get left out hung to, or get hung out to dry. Like Russ, I never picked up that you didn't want Pavlovsky on this team. So yeah. it's, it, you know, it's interesting, but uh, always a great time. Love talking basketball. It's uh sport grew up loving. So it's fun. We don't do it enough and interesting to see that we're going to try to work it in. So, uh, my thanks to Justin Marcus, our my co-host today, did a great job. Fantastic. Hey, I might have fumbled on the NBA, but I picked it up in the NHL. So we're I think that's like a C minus. That was beautiful. That was perfectly worded. I love that. that you're you're great. We're gonna let you host again. I promise. Uh, Russ okay. Ivanek, really appreciate it, man. All the stats make us sound a lot smarter than we really are. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, start sending pronunciation guides and rosters to you guys. No big deal. Have a good one. <laughs> hey. I will figure out how to pronounce one of those names by the time they retire. I promise. I promise. And as always, I'm your host, Eric Dorsch. One small step for us, one giant leap back in Detroit sports broadcasting. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul.